Hello and welcome to Running in Virginia's podcast. I'm Carol. I'm Joshua. And we're here to talk about all things running in Virginia. Today on episode 12, we sit down with Lucky Roads owners Jeff and Desiree Van Horn in their Willow Road location. This powerhouse couple shared with us what makes locally owned and operated run specialty stores so wonderful and the impact that their shops have on the Richmond community. Jeff and Desiree also shared with us how they leave each and every client better than how they walked into their shop and what makes the Lucky Road experience mm. so unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I also want to apologize in advance to Desiree um, because she asked us to cut a story <laughs> about her first real pair of running shoes out of the <laughs> podcast when we were when we were recording, but we did not because. Oh. I think that our dear listeners would love to just hear this sweet story. And it's um, truly indicative of the the great relationship that she and Jeff share. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun visiting the store, but it was a lot of fun just getting to know them. Oh, yeah. As, as a couple, as people. And they're so bubbly and energetic and very knowledgeable, and too. Extreme, very knowledgeable. Yeah, very yeah. much so. And very happy to share that, that knowledge and support of people just moving their bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this this is going to be a fun podcast. I'm excited. So listeners, thank you for taking the time out of your day uh, to download and listen uh, to Running in Virginia's podcast. And I can't wait for you to meet Jeff and Desiree. We are here just to learn more about the amazing things that Lucky Road Run Shop does for their community, how you started this store. Um, So really, it's just all about you and your amazing shop in the community that you serve in Richmond. And some of the feedback that we've heard is that folks love to hear about like shoes that we're running in, our favorite products for whatever. So, okay. Well, where do you, okay. you want to start? The Richmond Marathon is a huge draw for the city. There's a lot of people who yeah. travel for that race, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, we will promote this, you know, when it comes out, but then we'll start promoting it again in, in November. So that, you know, listeners will be reminded of this awesome shop. Like, oh, yeah, I need to stop by Lucky Road Come and, check and it get out. a T-shirt or That's right. re- replenish yeah. my goo or whatever it is that they might need for their race <laughs> that they may have left behind. Or they're going to celebrate their race with a brand new pair of shoes. Right. <laughs> they realize they need a new pair after the run. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's what cracked me up this past year. The number of people that came in the store going, oh, yeah, I just finished the marathon or I just finished the 10K. It's time for new shoes. Well, that actually would have been time about three or four weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little past that. But people don't, they don't realize that until they're in the race. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, I've been slapping this pavement for two hours and yeah. my feet really hurt. I should have replaced well, my shoes People don't know what they ago. don't know. Right. And that's one of the things that we try to accomplish here is when somebody comes in, we recognize that um, a lot of people don't have the accurate information and we want to take the time to make sure that we're explaining things at a level that anybody could understand um, about what is unique about them, what their unique needs are, and, and you know why certain things match up better for them than others. And before anybody leaves, whether they buy anything from us or not, they're leaving with a very real education, uh, and, and they know more before you know they know more about themselves and what their needs are uh, when they leave than when they came in. And mm-hmm. and that, you know that that ties into the whole hey can can we leave this a little bit better than when we where, where we entered you know absolutely um so how so when a customer walks in the door how do you find um how do you learn or discover what their unique 
um, needs are. We have a little bit of an interview we want to do with our clients. So the you know, first thing we ask anybody that walks in, is there anything special we can do for you? Um, the term special, it's a little bit of a different uh, meaning for different people. But your typical retail, when you walk in, the first question you're hit with is, hey, do you need help? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like we have this automated defense mechanism. No, I'm just looking. Well, when we ask the question, are you, is there anything special we can do for you? Mm-hmm. People take kind of pause a little bit and they think about how they're going to answer and with what we do we know like 90 percent of the clients that walk through our door they are here for a reason um so that just kind of sets the tone of hey we're friendly we think you're special is there anything special we can do for you um but once we sit down we we like to go over and ask questions like you know what activities are you doing Mm -hmm. and it's been a um a long evolution in terms of, of of the of uh fine-tuning the process because it used to ask well you know how much are you running and then we realize not everybody that walks in here thinks of themselves as a runner Mm -hmm. and and then they feel like they're being talked down to and we don't want to do that to our clients so we like to ask what activities are you doing Mm -hmm. because that opens up a whole array of of things in terms of conversation about what somebody might be doing and then and then we can talk to them at that level um, we also like to ask uh, if there's any goals in mind. Are you training for anything? Are you trying to accomplish something with your fitness activities? Uh, but then the biggest question that we can ask anybody is tell us about your injury history or are you in pain? Mm-hmm. Um, most times people, it, there's nothing wrong. Everything's fine and we can just move on to the measurements and, and observing motion and then explaining things. But when that individual does come in and they do have a challenge that's preventing them from achieving their goals because there's an injury issue or some type of a pain they're in the dark Mm -hmm. and we're able to we're actually able to shed light on if we can help identify why this is happening we can help them overcome it and then they can move on to achieve the goals that they've really set for themselves and that's one of the big things that sets us apart from all the other stores out there that sell running shoes um, we, we actually care about our clients. We, um, we have an invested interest in their success. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the storyline really is, is like, hey, what's your activity? What are your goals? What's keeping you from achieving those goals? Okay, this is what we can do to help you to mm-hmm. succeed. So is there a good client story where you were absolutely able to help trans, help them transform their uh, fitness goals. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a lot, and I've I've written um, a series of you know short stories on on a lot of the different people that we meet through, the, throughout. The one that comes to my mind is um, a lady named Rainy, and she actually won oh, um, yeah. our first year in business. We did a, comp, a contest like win a free pair of shoes, mm-hmm. and so she ended up become being the winner of our contest. Well, she never had run before. In fact, she was smoker. But she used that um, free pair of shoes, kind of catapulted and changed her life. So that was 10 years ago. Um, she is now act the current president of the running club. Um, her husband started running. Her kids are both running. And quit it's be- smoking, she, too. They, they all yeah. quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the parents quit smoking. And then now the whole family is, you know, into this active lifestyle. So we kind of... She's probably the one that stands out the most in my mind because it was the big transformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was, pair of shoes was just the spark that she needed and 
got the whole family involved. She actually worked for us for a little while, oh, wow. um, which was really awesome. And then she's gone on to, you know, she works for a nonprofit and she's very involved in other things in the community. But whenever I see her, I just remember the begin her beginning story and how it's not just impacted her, but her entire family. Mm-hmm. Another one that comes to mind, and I wish I could remember the, the lady's name, um, but she came in one day that I happened to be in the store and she was just absolutely distraught. Um, and now the backstory of it is, is that uh, she was, she was uh, o- overweight and had been living a very unhealthy lifestyle, um, but recognized that her dad and her grandfather were, were runners and, and she had made a commitment this particular year that this was going to be her year. She's mm-hmm. going to get healthy. She's going to quit, quit all the bad things like you know, the smoking and the bad eating and, and start to live a healthy lifestyle. And she really went after the fitness side of it. Well, we had fit her for shoes. And she had reached a point where she's now down like 80 pounds, um, but really going after it. But now she's having some serious leg pain, mm. and it's preventing her from continuing. Right. So, you know, she's on the verge of tears in our store, and I'm spending a little bit of time with her, kind of going over why this injury might be coming about. And it really just came down to one simple little thing. She was trying too hard. Mm. Mm. So in terms of... You know, taking a little bit of time getting to know people, mm-hmm. trying to understand what the activities are, what her goals were, and why she's not able to achieve those goals. It's because she was just so gung-ho to get after it that she was trying so hard. She was overdoing it. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, you know, there, there wasn't anything that, that I could say to her. It's like, oh, hey, well, if you buy this shoe or you buy this insole or you buy this sleeve. No, it was mm-hmm. really getting her to understand that you know, your body is an amazing mechanism and you're eventually you're going to be able to do these things, but mm-hmm. you've got to take it in increments. Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of relax a little bit, let your body heal and then start working your way back up again, little by little, you're going to be able to achieve these goals. But she was so upset. She had just hit this wall and just couldn't see a way around it. Right. So what we were able to do for her was give her peace of mind that she is on the right track, mm-hmm. but she's got to be patient with it. You know, and so rather than try and sell her something, we, we just helped build up her confidence so that she can do this. And that is a level of service that you can provide as an independent run specialty. Yes. That, you know, a client could not get in a box store. No. Um, well, the, well, my, or, my or from shopping on this, online. <laughs> my history on this is that I was I was a competitive athlete myself, and I understand what overtraining feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, the the times that I was trying to compete, trying to accomplish things, I was an often injured runner myself. But at that day and time, majority of medical professionals did not understand endurance athlete injuries. Mm-hmm. So I actually went to school and got a degree in sports medicine so that I could understand. And I learned a lot, but I also learned how I can help others. Mm-hmm. So you know, prior to opening a run specialty store, I actually did work as an athletic trainer in a clinical setting with injured athletes. And, and having my own experiences being an injured athlete, I had empathy for mm-hmm. the, the athletes that I worked with. And I always felt that if you can keep the athlete's mind engaged, you're going to have better success. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a certain segment of medical professionals that they they just treat the athlete like a piece of meat laying on a table and they mm-hmm. talk over you and down to you and and they're not engaging they don't explain anything mm-hmm. i always felt that if we took the time with the athlete to explain to them hey look this is what's happened to you 
these are the steps that we're going to do together to get you healthy mm -hmm. and the things that we can do afterwards to keep this from happening again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you can see light at the end of the tunnel. You, you can actually see a difference in that athlete's um, facial expressions and their body language that they know what's happening mm -hmm. and what they need to do to get better. I think it helps expedite the healing process. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of taken the same thing here. We're spending time with our clients. We're explaining, hey, we're, we're, well, we're help, taking time to identify what their needs are and then explaining mm -hmm. it to them at a level that mm -hmm. they can understand. And, and, and then we just move forward from them. Yeah. Well, and, and from your client's perspective, too, it's addicting when you see that early progress and then you just want to keep going harder and harder because you, you're seeing the progress and you want to get there so much faster. And it's it's embracing that, learning how to just set back and just embrace that journey yeah. and enjoying well, where your body is at the moment and what it can do now, it is preparing a, it for what it will do later. A point of diminished return. Right. You can only work so hard before things start to break down. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that, that we can't accomplish great things. It just means that we have to be more patient in the mm -hmm. process. Uh, there was a book out, uh, Jack Daniels, I believe, that he, he spelled out the, the time frame that the body needs in order to d gain the strength to be able to move up. I know that the, mm -hmm. there's always been that adage of, like, oh, 10% per week, move up. That's a recipe mm -hmm. for disaster. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the body needs at least three weeks at a particular level of intensity before it's strong enough to actually move up again. Mm. Okay. So, the, you know, 10% 10, 10 maybe every three weeks, and then the, and mm -hmm. then the body's capable of moving up without fear of overuse injury. Hmm. Everybody is different mm -hmm. too. So I'm for, I'm going to use myself as a personal example. I'm starting now to train for a 50 K in the spring and the progress that I've seen in the last six weeks has been pretty, pretty big because I was doing hardly anything other than maybe a couple of runs a week <laughs> and not on trails. <laughs> So, but I'm absolutely in no hurry either. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> to get out there and spend all day in the woods. <laughs> Unless part, more than half of it includes a beer and a campfire and some s'mores. <laughs> okay, but do we get up and start running again after that? <laughs> uh, no, then the sleep yes, is required. <laughs> Um, so maybe one day I might reach that point. But for me, in my mid-40s, you know, I could probably escalate a lot faster because I would be younger and able to heal more quickly and recover after those longer efforts every three weeks, like you mentioned, you know, kind of giving your body time to acclimate and, and recover. And I've, I feel like then <laughs> I probably could have, you know, maybe planned for a 50K earlier in the coming year rather than pushing it out a little bit further. Um, now you have more time getting, to think about now it. Now I've got more time to think about it and get in and outside of my head. <laughs> well, that, it definitely falls into the category of things I know now I wish I had known then. Mm -hmm. um, the concept of rest mm -hmm. when I was younger was a four-letter word. Oh, yeah. You know, it was, I think we're from the era of no pain, no gain. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, if you're not working hard every day, you're, you're falling behind. Right. But now if, if I had it to do over again, I would definitely be taking more rest. Mm -hmm. So let, let's switch gears just a little bit and, and tell us a little bit about 
why you guys started the store or the stores. Okay. You know, wh- how did that come about? I mean, you weren't just walking down the street one day and something hit you in the head and said, hey, let's start a running store, you know. Well, or it, maybe it did. Or maybe it, it did. I it don't it all depends on how much time you got. So, it, you know, if you said you're going to edit this, right? So yes. I can, yes. Uh, I can wax well, we've, on we've poetically for ages and then yeah. we can cut whatever you want. Uh, no, truth of the matter is um, I've always always loved the idea of, of uh, owning a running shoe store. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I even remember the day that the idea popped into my head. I was literally throwing a, f- a football in the backyard with my friend Conan in, uh, in New Jersey at the time. And uh, this idea popped up and mm-hmm. we were just tossing this football back and forth. Saying, oh yeah, if we did this and that. And anyway, you know, I went on to school, got a degree in sports medicine and mm-hmm. worked, worked in that industry for a while. Uh, but then the opportunity presented itself to actually do this. So, when, you know, when the time came, we opened a very small shop in, uh, in Fredericksburg, Virginia, called mm-hmm. it Virginia Runner, and um, it way exceeded my expectations. But within 10 years, I didn't realize just how successful we had become. Uh, we were up to three locations, constantly being named top 50 store in, this, in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was also the time that I discovered that my now ex-wife had been... Uh, secretly skimming all the profits mm. and uh, I didn't realize it um, and it was a bit of a heartbreak but uh, there was no way of working that out so mm-hmm. I left and started o- over with Lucky Road mm. and um, yeah uh, anyway it, here we are 10 years later four locations significantly more successful than we ever were mm-hmm. um, now her her involvement mm-hmm. in it you, Definitely you, two different answers when you say, why did you open yeah, a running she store? She got dragged mm-hmm. in kicking and screaming. I yeah. did not open the running store. <laughs> <laughs> I married the owner. So <laughs> people will ask me sometimes, like in the store, working in the store, like, oh, mm-hmm. well, what made you decide to work in a running store? When did you start working here, you know? Right, and I said, right. well, you know, I married yeah. the owner. <laughs> now she's the now boss. Now I'm the boss. <laughs> now you're the yeah. boss. Yeah, and I say that, but that's the truth. Like, yeah. I didn't start running until I was in my late 30s. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have my own journey, my own story. Um, in my 20s, I was extremely overweight. I was in an abusive marriage. You know, there was a lot of emotional eating and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, at 30... You know, I just kind of made a decision that I was going to take better care of myself. And just everybody says it's harder to lose weight after 30. So in my mind, something about that triggered like the, the what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I lost um, 90 pounds and mm. um, mm-hmm. started exercising, which was, you know, great. A girlfriend of mine who was turning 50 at the time, her company was going to pay for her to run the Virginia Beach Rock and Roll Half. And Ooh, she wanted fun. somebody mm. to run. She was like, come on, come on, somebody run with me. And. Mm-hmm. You know, I had never run outside. I, had, I, w- I was in the gym on the treadmill or doing the elliptical. Mm-hmm. I had never had run on the pavement or even attempted to run outside. But I said, oh, I could probably do that. You know, I'm in pretty good shape. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember saying, okay, I'll do it with you. And so June of 2010, mm-hmm. I ran a 5K, a local 5K in Fredericksburg. It was the SPCA, SPCA um, fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran that, and then after completing a 5K, I thought, okay, I can do 13 miles. (laughs) And I didn't know about training for races or, you know, any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I just thought, okay, that worked. I could do it. It was fun. You know, I'm going to sign up with her. So sure enough, we get to Virginia Beach. um, We could run the race. She's trained. She's done, followed a plan. She's been doing the training. (laughs) I didn't at all. 
And uh, she, by mile six, she was like, I hate this. And like, she, <laughs> she, I literally was like, come on, we can do it. We can do it. And so we're running the race and I'm dra- kind of dragging her along and yeah. we get to the finish line. It was three hours and 18 minutes. It's stamped on the back of my first ever race medal. And all I kept thinking is I want to do that again, yeah. but this time I want to do it by myself. Cause I think I can be faster. <laughs> um, but she was like, I'm never doing that again. So uh, that was, you know, how I started on the right. journey. Um, couldn't wait to do another half marathon just for the challenge to see mm-hmm. what I really could, could accomplish. Yeah. yeah, now I knew yeah. what that felt like. And um, so in the meantime, I ended up getting divorced and that kind of derailed, like actually signing up for races mm-hmm. or doing anything. But yes. by... Um, March of 2012, I had actually signed up to do the DC rock and roll half. So now I think that's the only races that there are out there is rock and rolls. That's what I thought. <laughs> I didn't know They're anything. They're a lot of fun to run, though. <laughs> they are fun. And I didn't know anything about running stores, running so, shoes. Well, tell us a little bit about your first shoe. Where did and, I get my first yeah, pair of running yeah. shoes? And I'd like to hear about your first visit to a running store, too. I'm not going to tell you about that one. <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't know about run specialty stores. Like, I had no idea. So... You know, I went to Kohl's and mm-hmm. they carried Asics and I was like, well, Asics are good running shoes. So I got a pair of like all white semi leather, mm-hmm. you know, terrible shoe. <laughs> but I bet they were pretty, though. You no, know, I don't even really think they were pretty because I just, you know, I was like, OK, it's Asics. Like in my okay. mind, that was a running shoe. And I yeah. ran in that, which is crazy that now when I think about that, I'm like, how did I do it? But I didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. So I got a pair of shoes. Um, but in, in March of 2012, I ended up being able to do the DC rock and roll and completed it. I think my time was 2.17 and I was super awesome. proud of that because yeah. I was that's just like. a whole hour different from your amazing. previous half. Yes. And I mean, again, I still really didn't know about training mm-hmm. for races. I still really didn't understand the running community or being a part of it. It was still very solo for me just to kind of say, yep, I'm going to sign up and I'll, I'll do this race. Um, so. I didn't meet Jeff until October 2012, so there's some time in there. Um, I was when I met him. That was my. I, I'm gonna say that was my first. Ex- oh no, I don't want to criticize your first running store. Okay, okay, I'm gonna tell the story, and you guys can cut it tell out. Tell it and cut it. <laughs> yeah, so, we can do that. Yeah. So, for, so I went to his very his store, the uh, one that he owned with his previously, because because mm. I was dating somebody who was picking up their shoes for. Race. Mm-hmm. This was in spring of 2012, right? Yeah, in yeah, spring I of 2012. At this point, I'm gone. I don't own it anymore. And so we go in for him to pick up his shoes that he ordered, and he paid $130 for them. And I was just like, you know, they have this at Kohl's for like a lot less. <laughs> like, I don't know why you're buying these expensive shoes. But when I'm in the store, I didn't really get an impressed feeling. It just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it there wasn't that friendly feel, and right. there was just a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, again, that I just didn't have the need to to do that but then flash forward and I meet him and I'm like oh you own a running store so my first official time to be fit was when I went with Jeff to visit Lucky Road in Midlothian mm. and um you know they we did the gait analysis watched me run I try mm-hmm. on shoes I want all of them because mm-hmm. they all felt oh, better yeah. than what I had been wearing right. so oh, I'm like I have to pick one so I just remember this is funny I remember getting fit and liking two pairs. Now remember, I'm an independent woman. I had my job mm-hmm. and I said, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to get both." And Jeff says, but, "Well, 
I think you, you should just two. get one. But remember, remember too, <laughs> I'm I'm the guy trying to make a good impression on my date. Right. I'm right. offering to give these pair this pair of shoes for free. But right. I wanted to buy my own shoes, and I wanted both pairs. And he was like, I think you should just get one pair. And I'm like, okay, you're a little controlling, but. <laughs> well, no, I was willing to give away one, not two. Right. I don't right. think we communicated very well. As I didn't realize he was giving them to me, so I just wanted to get both. So my very first pair of running shoes um, was the Saucony Kimbara, mm-hmm. um, which was probably great at the time. Now, being older, a little slower, not as in as good a shape as I was, um, I don't fit people with the Saucony Kimbara for a half marathon distance. It's a very mm-hmm. lightweight shoe. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's kind of funny when I think back to like the first one that I purchased mm-hmm. for running. Yeah, it's a good cross trainer. You're going to go from gym to your 5K. He probably figured that's what I was going to well, do with it because at the time I was in the gym all the time, you know, so yeah. I can see why it would be a good choice. But I joke with people, too, that, that that one experience was also the source of our very first argument ever. <laughs> she, she did not agree with my um, recommendation on shoe size. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a thing for women when they come in the store. You know, your running shoes mm-hmm. are larger than your everyday shoes. Well, mm-hmm. he didn't explain that well. I think I've helped I, I him. <laughs> it's, it's true. The cute little pumps that you would wear with your evening cocktail yeah, dress are going to be, be sized different than your, your running shoe. So I had, a, I had to, and I guess, I don't really remember that. But well, you, you won. You got what you wanted. <laughs> but, then, but then a few weeks later, you wanted to know why your toes hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. So. Yeah, but but Jeff, you got what you wanted, which was her. So. I, the, well, yeah, I, I win the jackpot. <laughs> and here's the thing. Now she gets everything for free. I don't. Oh, wow. Yeah. All yeah the she could just all the cycle shoes. through all of the shoes. <laughs> all the shoes. I, I don't you have to choose just one? No. perk of being the owner. Yeah. And that is that is something that... You know, we are very lucky to mm. be able to have so many shoes and to be able to try all the shoes. Oh, yeah. I'm mm. super impressed by your shoe wall oh, and well, all of the offerings that you have. And it's fun to try them out. And I wear a different mm-hmm. shoe every day. You know, that's also when you're at work. I do advise people wearing the same one every day. And mm-hmm. even the same running shoe, if you're doing extensive training, it's not bad to have more than one pair that you can mm-hmm. alternate. Right. It helps the shoe. It helps your body. Um, but as as selling shoes we don't want to make people think we're being pushy on it so Mm -hmm. we don't ever like try to force people but if they ask having more than one pair is awesome Mm -hmm. and then you can rotate through and Mm -hmm. last last thing i want to be viewed as the cheesy used car salesman of of running shoes so we you know (laughs) we're here to offer information we don't don't tell people what to do we just hey the information's here you use it how how you think best absolutely but no i gotta i gotta tell you though being being partnered you know you're um, ha- having Desiree on board has made our business way more successful than it than it ever would have been if I tried to do this by myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, knowing knowing years in my history mm-hmm. um, of, of prior you know business arrangements and, and who we were partnered with at the time, it's amazing just how much better life is mm-hmm. when you're partnered with somebody that you know's got your back. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. So I, well, I can't say I can't say enough about that. We're able mm-hmm. to bounce ideas off of each other, and you know I feel like one of the things I'm proud of that I've helped Jeff with is just kind of making the store a little more boutiqueish, mm-hmm. so that it can be appealing to the female client. And it, you know, you'll go into some running stores and it's just like stuffs in boxes and just kind of strewn, and that works for like 
guy well, runner. This is right. this is a true story. <laughs> right. Before mm-hmm. she came on board, had you walked in any of my stores, you would have thought it was the Ross of Run Specialty. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's just here you go. Got, <laughs> shelf. Yeah, oh, we got I'm a new a, shipment of socks, and yeah. we'll just throw them up on the wall. Oh, there's an empty space. Let's cram it in there. Yeah, that's how things were. So I'm into staging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My background before being married or before working for the store um, is real estate. So okay. it is kind of funny how those yeah. things correlate. So, you know, you want to stage a home to sell it. So we try to stage the store to sell it. Well, you, yeah. you know um, how to think like a buyer, mm-hmm. right? So that you can walk in and, and really ask yourself those questions and take that kind of step back. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you know, be a little removed. Yeah. So. Considering what? that most of our staff are what, like, shoe geeks, and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know they don't yeah. see it the way that the female does, so it is <laughs> nice for me to give that female perspective. Well, what what was the the book or the or the comedian even that was talking about the differences between men and women? Uh, was it like the Venus Mars thing? I can't remember, but mm. they were talking about how men shop like hunters and women shop like gatherers, and mm-hmm. and so men setting up or staging it, it doesn't quite. Yeah, it doesn't quite work yeah. for the female that, that's shopping. And and Desiree definitely brought that here. Mm-hmm. I, it's way better than I could have ever done. Product selection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I brought in a lot diff- a lot of different products just based off of just, I don't know, I guess that's just the female in mm-hmm. me, the shopper. Well, and because choice is always good, mm-hmm. right? I try to help with shoe colors. <laughs> oh, I, it, and it's, that's hard, isn't it? Trying to predict, first of all, what colors you know folks would like because i mean i'm biased i love me some purple but not everybody's gonna want to put purple on their feet well i remember that i remember you sending me a picture once of a shoe that showed up and you were like this text picture she took of a shoe that 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 we had ordered and came in and she goes please tell me you did not order this god awful color i remember that and i used her picture posted it on social media we were sold out in a week it was a oh wow okay so in support of you it was an asics comic book Shoe. Nimbus, yeah. It was oh, amazing. Okay. And so okay. I, it was so ugly. And yeah. I was like, oh, he did not order all of these shoes. They're never going to sell. And yeah, I was wrong on that one. So, <laughs> you know, it, we, we balance each other. But we do try to um, do, so we are presented, you know, with, the sh- we do have to pick the shoes that we want to arrive mm-hmm. to our store. And they're, that involves and selecting it's, colors. And it's months in advance. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Like six, six, six to nine months in advance. And we yeah. have to pick, we have to pick the colors and we have to predict what we think is going to sell in our store. So it is nice. He will always involve me in that and ask me for my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't hesitate. I say what I think. Oh, but she doesn't hold back either. <laughs> no. there's, there's days yeah. that I have to apologize to the rep. <laughs> I'll be like, what were they thinking? That's the worst color combination I would ever. never bring that in. <laughs> anyway, I'm brutally honest. Uh, so... Yeah, and I've and I've also I have a, a history in run specialty too. So in um, having having worked in a in a local run shop for a bit, and I remember sitting down with the reps, and they would you know pull out of their sack their, their shoes and you know and just not being enthusiastic at all. Of course, they can read that on my face, and I'm like, why is everything gray and blue? Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, 
are these women's shoes in here too? We're like, where's the purple? <laughs> Interesting <laughs> thing with that is that... The, well, the, we find that these are our most popular colors. I'm like, well, those are the only colors you have in this bag. Yeah, so it can be well, fun. Sometimes it's cyclical though, and that's one of the things that I've learned. That is being true. In, I've been in this business mm-hmm. almost 30 years now, and it, it it's cyclical. Things come around. So there's times when the, the generic consumer does want, as, as a uh, majority wants the really bright and cheerful mm-hmm. colors and then it kind of weans a little bit and then they come down to just wanting the blues and the grays sometimes we have to trust the companies they yeah. do the research you know yeah. so mm-hmm. we we will trust them right now white is trending and the biggest question we get almost every day is how do i keep them clean <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. white white was like the, the you know well the you most, remember the most in the hated late 90s shoes for the yeah. longest time well in the late 90s early 2000s you know the train. All the running shoes were white. Yep. Mm-hmm. They they that were was all what my white. Asics Remember? Were, yeah, yeah, the my, first my pair, first pair <laughs> that I had were white. were white. Yeah. Then we went through like two decades of nobody wanting it. Now all of a sudden you can't keep them in stock. You can't mm-hmm. keep them in stock. But yeah. it'll change next year. It'll change. So and I I think that the the light. It's not. They don't call it white, but it is a, a white shoe. The Topo Mountain Racer Three. It's beautiful. That is a beautiful shoe. But I can. I will not for trail running. No, not for trail running. <laughs> it's no. gorgeous though. Because in Southwest Virginia, if it rains, oh. the all of the trails are bright orange yeah. from the clay. Yeah, we have a lot of iron so in our no dirt. Way. Your shoe will change colors. Yeah, there's yeah. no way I could keep those shoes white. They would be stained orange. Well, they, they call that the chameleon effect. <laughs> <laughs> Color your own shoe. Oh, that's funny. Uh, well, you had asked about her first shoe. My first shoe is going to take you back a few years. Um, because, my, you know, I started running in the uh, mid to late 70s. So, like, the very first pair of running shoes I had... And I had to think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, was the uh, uh, Adidas Dragon? Ooh. It was it was a blue mm. shoe with white stripes, and uh, yeah, it was my first one. But then after that, I fell in love with the with the Nike LDV, and then and then the Daybreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those were those were like great shoes before they started doing that whole air bladder thing, and everything oh. got started getting real technical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what shoe do you, are you is your favorite right now? Uh, I'm crossing back and forth between the, the uh, A6 Nimbus and the Brooks Glycerin. Those mm-hmm. are the two I'm wearing the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, um, Brooks Glycerin is my number one shoe right now. One, the colors are awesome, but it also is the most amazing feeling <laughs> shoe for it me. Does. It feels really um, good on my feet. I've not ever been a huge Hoka fan. However, the Hoka Bondi version 8 is phenomenal. Mm. Um, and coming from somebody who's had a lot of foot injuries, like I have stre- I've had stress fractures in my feet and I've had plantar fasciitis and all the things that go along with it. Um, the Hoka Bondi is a great shoe for mm-hmm. me. Um, comes in a lot of pretty colors it too. Does. So I'm okay with that. So right now I really would have to say that the, the glycerin and the Bondi are my yeah. favorite. Well, the neat thing about what Hoka's doing is their, their shoes are on a 24 month life cycle. Mm-hmm. Most everybody in the industry, every 12 months they're updating the shoe. Hoka, I think is doing it right by carrying things out a good 24 months. So you'll have the same shoe available and more colors will become available mm-hmm. like every six months. But the, the thing that's unique about the, uh, the glycerin and, and I'm not an engineer, so I can't get into any detail about the materials themselves, but they did this unique thing where they infused nitrogen with the, with the EVA hmm. and it has this really unique, like buoyancy to it. Mm-hmm. So when the foot hits the ground, the first couple of steps, it feels a little on the firm side until it actually kind of gets going. And then the cushioning property is really ele- um, evident, but, um, 
I like the, the ride. The ride's very consistent throughout mm-hmm. its life. We're not getting that steady breakdown that you do with traditional EVA foams. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of the reasons I really like that shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the Glycerin has always just felt the best on my feet. And I'm with you, Desiree. I love all <laughs> of the pretty colors. <laughs> More recently, Topo has become my um, go-to because I've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of lot more trail running, and I love the mountain racer um, so much so that I I think I probably need to switch um, to the Phantom for my street running or, or walking. <laughs> that would yeah, not a bad idea for the longer distance because of the toe box yes, space. Yeah, we like um, the, that Phantom a lot. Yeah, so. and I still yeah the um, Phantom three over the two was a was a huge improvement I think um, just in the structure of the shoe as well as the addition of the of the foam it's just a lot more cushiony. It's be, it's becoming a popular brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's growing pretty mm-hmm. rapidly. Yeah. The brand. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> Make sure I clarify that. <laughs> what what else do you want to know? Well, let's see. So, um, what? What is your favorite thing about being in the Richmond Fredericksburg area? Um, I, I mean, and being store owners, I don't and being know. store owners, and the biggest the biggest thing for this is honestly we could, we could have done it just about anywhere. But the biggest thing for me is is that we're having a positive a positive influence on people's lifestyles in terms anybody that's trying to to, to develop or create a, a healthy and happy lifestyle for themselves. We can play a role in that. Um, we can help them along that. And I think that's probably the most rewarding um, part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily you know, where we do it, but the fact that we are doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this area, it does have a lot to offer. I mean, between Richmond and Fredericksburg, big, big running community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that are enjoying this activity. And most everybody's got a very, very kind hearted spirit about it and and as a community we're all working together to kind of help each other and I, mm-hmm. I do appreciate that a lot and I think just because um you know Jeff and I raised our kids primarily in the Fredericksburg area and then that's where we met um mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. due to the fact that he did you know open the store in Midlothian we ended up ultimately moving to the Richmond area mm-hmm. but our roots um our you know our roots are in Fredericksburg we're very comfortable and familiar with that area the people in that area were very supportive of Jeff being like that local running store when he opened in 99 and that has not ever gone away. Like they still support, um, lucky road and, and us being up in that running community in Richmond. It felt like Jeff and I were just open armed with open arms embraced into the community Mm -hmm. as a couple. So it was like a fresh start for us together. Um, it's been a place where our kids have gone to college. Um, my daughter graduated from Randolph Macon. My son's attending VCU. Um, the kids work and live here in this Midlothian and Mm -hmm. Richmond community. Um, I feel like the running community as a whole has watched our family blend and grow and they're super supportive of, of, of well, three, our three family. Three of our kids graduated from Midlothian High School and mm-hmm. two of them went to community college here before Correct. going on to four-year schools. And yeah. And so one of the things I want to say and talk about a little bit is, you know, what makes owning a running store um, enjoyable is that we work with our family, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Two of our kids work here at the store. Um, One has worked with us for eight years through 
um, high school and college, and she's a huge part, integral part of our business at this point. Um, we get to share what we're passionate about with the kids, but we get to teach them, you know, hard work and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of what you do in business is a reflection of who you are as a person. Absolutely. And to be able to show them that on a daily basis, to be able to really be true to our company culture of kindness and treat our employees with kindness, to treat our clients with kindness and, and show, share that with the kids and hope whatever that they pursue, whether they continue with the family business or they decide to go have other careers or open their own businesses, that they've learned something that will benefit them forever by mm-hmm. watching how we handle um, business, which isn't always mm-hmm. easy. Sometimes it's really stressful, Absolutely. <laughs> but yes. you know, it, they're watching and learning us even as young adults, which mm-hmm. is, makes it even more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm really impressed with that answer. I think yours is way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I need some, I need to have some, win some. But anyway, that's just the thing. I was reading the questions earlier, and I just like, what do you enjoy about it? And I'm like, I, lo- I love working with... You actually with read the questions? Yeah, I did. Oh. I, lo- I love working... <laughs> Here's the thing. I, this is not an entrance exam. So I there li- were no pass or fail. It's okay. You didn't prepare. Yeah. Well, she's used to this. It's like everything else in my life. I just wing it. Literally, literally Jeff wasn't joking when he said that uh. I can't started working in the stores kicking and screaming because he had been uh-huh. asking me to like come work with him. And I was like, no, that didn't go so well that's, with no, you and that's your first not, wife. That's not, I'm gonna, to clarify, <laughs> that's not how it, how it happened. The, the conversation was, well, I, I want to spend time with you. And my response was, well, you know where I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You want to spend time oh, yeah. with me, you got to come to the store. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, and that, okay, that is how it started to happen. I started to come hang out, and I was like, oh, I could do this. You found uh-huh. out it was fun. It is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do, most, most of the days are fun. Um, there are some challenges that are presented, but, hey, we, yeah. we work through You've them. You've learned to roll with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we do because we have four stores. People are like, "How do you work with your How do you work with your spouse all the time?" That's got to be challenging, right? And I'm like, "It's okay. I write the schedule. So whenever I, I, I have them go to a different location." Yeah, when <laughs> she's mad at me, she sends me to a different store. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> like, Where's Jeff? Well, he's not here. <laughs> maybe maybe that's something I should schedule for you. Is just you know yeah. time time out of the time, house, time apart. Yeah. yeah, I need you to go do this. Yeah. So it, and we and we do try to. I mean, honestly, too, we're a little outnumbered mm. I always say the stores are like having kids you know mm-hmm. when you have two you're you can each have one mm-hmm. now you have four like you can't be in four places all at one time so the cha- some of the challenges we face is making sure that we you know are visible in each of those locations mm-hmm. and that the community knows that Jeff and Desiree are involved we do care very much about the business um, now we have staff that's incredible mm-hmm. um, we probably don't need to be there as much as we think we do just because they do handle our business the way we would want them mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. But I would say, you know, that's part of it too, is ownership in, in all of the locations and trying to make sure that um, mm-hmm. we're, we're still a big part of our business is important. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Owner, in order for it to continue being special, ownership does have to be present. And I think that's true for any, any run specialty store. Um, and I don't know whether you use this or not, but mm-hmm. there was a, a few years back, um, about yeah, about ten years ago, a company called Jackrabbit went around, and started buying up run specialty mm-hmm. stores, mm-hmm. and I think they ended up with like seventy six at one point. Mm. And you know, people had been in the business for a while and, and decided to retire, and Jackrabbit offered them the out. 
Um, well, they started to run it like they would run a footlocker or a finish line. Mm-hmm. The corporate headquarters out of Colorado, and now you've got our people that, that are working the store. They might love running, run specialty, whatever, but there's no ownership present. Mm-hmm. Right. And here's all these stores that were built by people that had a passion for their community mm-hmm. and runs right. and run specialty channel. And now it's it's people that are just punching the time card and reporting back to corporate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They lost what was it, forty four million dollars in twenty sixteen? And wow. and went bankrupt. Yeah. When yeah. you when you take ownership out of the out of the store, it ceases to be special anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, it's like excising the heart. I mean, you just you just took the heart right right out of it. I mean, yes. and along with that, the the passion. Well, passion passion's a big word, and it is. And I because I, I love spending time at my stores. Mm-hmm. I love working with our staff. I, lo- I love working with my wife. We always have fun when we're together, right, honey? Most of the time. <laughs> I yes. But, it's, um, it, yeah, but, yeah. but every day, every day is new and exciting. Every day, just yesterday alone, I worked with four. individual people that all posed very different challenges Mm -hmm. in terms of things that were preventing them achieve their goals Mm -hmm. and I was able to find the answers for all four of them and they left much happier than when they came in and Mm -hmm. I help people find cute colors that they like when I need when I need fashion (laughs) advice so whenever we work together one of the things I find so hilarious Mm -hmm. is like he'll be helping a client and he gets excited about you know the perfect shoe and and figuring out that piece of it well the biomechanics and the technology and I'm trying to explain this and then I realize I'm losing her and I'm losing I always, this client. I always look over, when, it, especially when it's a lady, sometimes when it's a dude, and I'll just go, did he offer you color options? You know? so, because it's kind of this playful thing. You know, mm-hmm. Jeff will sometimes get so caught up in, like, the technical part mm-hmm. of the fit. That, and that's really exciting, too. And they should know, you know, why that higher drop might be or not be good but when for you've you. Got, you've got a middle, middle, yeah. middle school age or high school age girl coming in, and, and I... For whatever the reason, I'm just not <laughs> relating, and mm-hmm. she's and I'm. I can tell the glossy eyes and he comes and in the background. Like, and he goes, hey, you have to take over. I could use your help here. <laughs> I need you to help them. And then okay, Desiree comes worry. out and starts talking colors, and then the client lights up, and they yeah. have this great conversation. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of fade into the back room. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we definitely play off of each other when we're in the stores together, and probably have more fun than than we probably should. But you know, that's why what what. He always tells me we'll keep doing this as long as we're having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know we look forward to coming and being a part of our stores. Yeah, so and, we have to help be each there other to support your staff when they need it mm-hmm. too. So there, there is that worry. And well, I do, I really I do hope, and and our staff understands how much we appreciate them. I think that's another challenge of being a business owner. Um, you know, you have people that work in your store, but people that are dependable, reliable, that you can count on to run your business the way you want, talk to your clients the way you want. We've been very, Would this be another appropriate term or or use of the term passionate? We we have people that are passionate. We've just been so fortunate to find people who can see our vision and Mm -hmm. who actually fit our company culture. Yeah. Um, We also want to make sure that that we understand that there's life outside of this. Mm -hmm. So this isn't that corporate, you know, these are the hours you have to do this. This is your your schedule, uh, whatever days of the week, and you're required all these requirements we understand that you know kids birthdays come up or mm-hmm. family comes mm-hmm. in from out of town so we will write the schedule to accommodate um their lives outside of work mm-hmm. because they, we want them to be happy here like we're happy here mm-hmm. and i think they appreciate that because they know that we appreciate them yeah. absolutely we can't run the business without them you know mm-hmm. they're they're the important piece um and we're just 
so thankful for the people that have stayed with us and for the staff that we Without have. Without question. Mm-hmm. Yep. Going back to when you were talking about your um, experiences with the clients, they always remember how you make them feel. So when they come in and they feel part of your family and you're taking the time to listen and get down into the weeds about the technical (laughs) specs of the shoe or the the great colors that you have currently or that may be coming soon and so that they can also get excited, they're going to leave feeling great about their experience Uh and will want to come and shop and also tell their friends. The fun part about that too is like when we go out and we participate in the local running events, you know, I'll be running along and be like, hey, Desiree, look, I got my shoes. They're awesome. You know, so a fun part of being in the community and actually participating in the races and seeing the people that you help is because they do, they do appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And that's so rewarding to be in a, doing a job that, you know, you get that shout out when you're running for sure for somebody to say this is she was awesome thank you yeah. thank you lucky you road get to be part, part of their race day yeah it's fun <laughs> i love it i i had a, i struggled with it at first because mm-hmm. you know i wasn't a business owner and i was just used to kind of having my what do they call that animated animated mm-hmm. i can't say that try again try again you can spell it on it. That's like finding Nemo. You liked being able to go to the grocery store. Nobody not recognizing me. To put on makeup, right. Right. And, and nobody judging you for the donuts and uh, what, whatever else is in your cart. That is right? so true. So, Have but, you been eating donuts behind? No, your but you know what's funny? It's funny that you say that because on Sunday after work, we left. We left here. My daughter and I left here, and we went to the grocery store, and we were shopping, and we did. We ran into Chris Mason, who's like a big, well-known runner in the community. And that's the first thing I thought is I was like, look at my cart. It's super healthy, Chris. <laughs> I did actually think that. But yes, it was, it was, it was something I had to adjust to. I think Jeff mm-hmm. being a business owner since 1999 was used to that recognition and people right. just randomly coming up and talking to you. Mm-hmm. And um, it took me a while to get used to just accepting that kind of um, recognition sure. because it, I wasn't used to it. And you know, now I, now sometimes I'm like, does anybody recognize me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, now I, I, I look forward uh, to it. Sometimes right. I think when I fit people, like I want to know if they're happy with their shoes mm-hmm. and you know, when am I going to see them again? Well, right. then maybe the next time they need shoes, they'll come in. But when I see them at the races and they're able to kind of like, give me that thumbs up, like, Hey, we love this shoe. The shoe's been great. And they remember me, you know, yeah. which is pretty cool. And then I know that we're doing something really good mm-hmm. and, and we made an impact, like Jeff said, so we can help people accomplish those big goals that they have and, or just to, you know, be happy with their running. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's part of it. Cause everybody, everybody has their own life story. Everybody has their own things that they're trying to accomplish in their lives. And, you know, we're not, we're not the hero of that story. They are. And our, our place in it is just to help them, help, help other people achieve their goals, overcome the obstacles and, and achieve their goals so that they can move on to success. And I'm very happy with that role um, to, the, to the point that, you know, I, I hope and you know, I ask everybody, it's like, hey, look, I know you came in here with this issue. I think we might have identified the source and what you can do to, to overcome it. Um, but please get, get back to me. Let me know if you if you actually had success. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Um, do you have um, a favorite distance or a favorite race that you like to run? You want to do it in unison year? because or I know I know what it is: the half marathon. Oh. 
That's our favorite distance. Is that your favorite distance? We've run so many half marathons together. Yeah. We really have, but there's a reason behind it too. So oh, the I'm, distance of the half I'd marathon I'd like to hear this. I'm not aware of this. 13.1, right? Yeah. So Jeff and I met on October 13th. Mm. We got married on March 13th. Mm-hmm. Our lucky... 13's in our address. 13 is in our address, which you can't really pick that. And then actually here at the store, we have the rewards program where you get $13 off uh, for every 130. Well, you earn $13 yeah. for every 130 that mm-hmm. you spend. Oh, and we picked that 13. number. We, we, we designed that program. We picked the number 13. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say bec- it's not my favorite distance marath- to run. But, coincidence. But yeah. yeah, but 13, <laughs> has, been, 13, 13 has been this like number in our life. And mm-hmm. so we, it's, we call it our lucky number. We but embrace it. I would have to say, you know, I... I I'll be honest, since 2020, I haven't been running much. Mm-hmm. I think what I learned in 2020 was I was a very social runner. Um, I didn't realize how much I was dependent on other people to actually get out the door and, and accomplish runs, races. Mm-hmm. Um, when that all went out the door and there was no more races to sign up for, group runs or fun runs and things like that, I kind of lost my joy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, as a business owner, that time in 2020 was super, super stressful. Um, we survived through it. I'm very thankful for that. But it did kind of derail me from, like, just the routine I had with running. Mm-hmm. I haven't quite gotten it back yet, so I'm kind of hoping, you know, something will spark it again. Um, before 2020, I used to love the Frostbite 15K, which is here in uh, Richmond. It's usually ja- end of January, beginning yeah. of February. Okay. I've run it in the rain. I've run it in the snow. That 15K distance is like a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's beautiful about that is the, the course. I love the course. It's in a beautiful part of Richmond. But also, too, you intersect with other runners. So I love watching the fast people. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm so slow. But I see these people, and I'm so amazed by them. And it just kind of pushes me to go a little mm-hmm. further. Like, I can do this because I love seeing them come back past yep. me. And yep. that race has always been my favorite for that reason. Because I like to – I like. I'm never going to be up there in the front with them, but I get to see them yeah. run fast. And I then, know. you know, and I get to cheer them on and then <laughs> and hope that they don't look at me like, why are you so slow? You're still way back there. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't ever um, project that, but um, I'm, I'm a back of the packer too. Yeah. So I can't dwell on what other people might think about my performance. I just hope that I make it to the end of the race yes. in time so that I can see them on the podium. Oh, right? wow. okay. So. That's your goal. That's your goal. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I, cause normally I'm a back of the packer and they've already done the awards. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So that those people can go there. You just hope the beer truck's still around. <laughs> exactly. Well, and one of the things, so Jeff, Jeff is getting ready to, he's probably not going to talk about it, but he, um, in September, 2023. So shortly in a month, he's going to, run a hundred mile race and uh so you know that's super exciting and he's been training scary okay it's scary but it's you know so and i'm gonna go along we're going to nebraska to complete it it's a cowboy 100 um he wanted to do something epic you know before he turned 60 and supporting his goal while not dying and not, and not, and not dying. dying. Don't die. Don't, die. <laughs> Don't get lost. <laughs> but um, so I love Jeff's passion to 
try things like that mm-hmm. and challenge himself in that way. So mm-hmm. I keep thinking, okay, I'm going to start running again. Like I can do it. Maybe before I turn 50. Oh, and then you could pace him in the last few I know it'd miles. be fun. Well, what, be fun? And you know what my goal is? I really just want to run a half marathon in under two hours. Like mm-hmm. I just, in my mind, I'm like, yeah. just once, just one time. And so anyway, he motivates me a lot. He's, he's dedicated to running Mm -hmm. and he runs you know whereas I lost my passion for running because of not having people around or races to sign up for he just he's been steady through that so I you know I admire that about you that you just keep going so I bet you didn't know that I didn't. It's very, very different than what I hear at home. <laughs> that's well, okay. This is really important. Look, look at us. <laughs> well, that's because sometimes running is all. Uh, that well, you she, focus she on. also knows my history of ex-girlfriends that have said, "When are you going to give up running?" Yeah, I don't talk to them anymore. No. Well, that's not supportive. <laughs> no, I do. I have a long string, long string of doctors, doctors, and and ex-girlfriends that had. Uh, Stop talking to them after they said I should give up running. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm no longer seeing a doctor who once yeah. told me that running is bad for my knees oh, and I probably yeah. shouldn't be running after We don't 30. need that negativity like, in our I'm, lives. I'm sorry. Why do you think I might have knee problems? I'm not experiencing anything now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, would you like me to quote the case study on that subject? No, <laughs> no please, please don't. <laughs> Take a break. <laughs> um, but no, I, I am interested. So if you've got the title and I can look that oh, up later. There you go. Sure. There you go. <laughs> it's, a myth. it's a myth. Actually, the, the car in our knees does regenerate as long as it's not overused. Yeah. There's, there's no evidence to ever to suggest that running's bad for your knees. Well, and diet also plays a part in that too. Um, you know, so the, the, the better your nutrition, the easier it is for your body to recover and regenerate that tissue. Yeah. That's so. where naps come in. Yeah. And your naps too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the snacks yeah. and the naps. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? I don't about? know. What else we got? I think that's about it. That's isn't? all that I've we got. We covered all the bases. Yeah. It would really be yeah. fun to hear this We started this with together. naps and we yeah. ended with I naps. I feel like we were all over the place. Like it this was is like going to be awesome. So um, Charlotte Powers is, um, she's a, a pretty phenomenal hype girl. So, and she's, um, has been instrumental in our podcast as well. So um, there is a question that she loves to ask all of our guests. And mm-hmm. since she couldn't be with us today or on the phone with us, um, I'm going to ask in her stead, what is your favorite animal? That's easy for me. Mine's Desiree. <laughs> <laughs> I love giraffes. Oh, oh that's true. She loves oh, giraffes. Yeah. I think they're beautiful. And wasn't there a baby giraffe just born? Yeah, the Richmond Zoo. No spots. There yeah. was one. Oh, oh, and the one with no spots. The one with no yes. spots. I'm not sure about the Richmond Zoo yeah. one, but I saw the one with no spots. But yeah. I have ever since I've been. So when I was a little girl and I was like in third grade, I was always taller. Mm-hmm. I'm not that tall. I'm like five, six and a half. But mm-hmm. for some reason, when I was younger, I was taller than all the other girls. So I, I got a nickname early on, Giraffe, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, okay. But for whatever reason, that stuck with me, and I would start to look at giraffes. And they're not the cutest animals. If you really look in their face, they're kind of <laughs> ugly. But I find them to be so incredibly mm-hmm. beautiful because they're so unique. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about them that's in proportion, and yet they're adorable. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just these beautiful animals. They're so calm. They're so graceful. Like, when you see a giraffe, they just look happy and relaxed. Like, they just look chill. So yeah. my favorite's the giraffes. I love the colors. See, I mm-hmm. like the color of the drafts. They're yeah. pretty. What's your favorite animal, dude? <laughs> horses. I like horses. Oh, yeah. There's just something about watching a horse run that mm-hmm. I just is, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's magnificent. Yeah. 
So our our daughter would be in agreement with you. Okay. On she the horses. Would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love horses. No, so and in, in, in that takes it back to favorite movies, as silly as it may sound. Mm-hmm. But the, the Disney movie, The Black Stallion. Oh yeah. From mm-hmm. like the, I think the early eighties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with it, Mickey that, Rooney. Watching mm-hmm. that. Yes, yeah. you remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But watching that horse run is just inspiring. Yeah. Mm. Another huge thank you to Jeff and Desiree for hosting us at their Lucky Road Run Shop, uh, Willow Road location, and for the opportunity to hear their stories and learn more about their passion for living an active lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were they were so much fun. I really enjoyed being in that shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a that was a great shop. Yeah. Um. So if you are ever in the Richmond area, um, definitely do swing into Lucky Road. Um, to receive that special experience as you find your next pair of mm-hmm. great shoes. You can also shop them online at luckyroadrunshop.com. Mm-hmm. So, and Jeff had mentioned um, some recent, as in the last, you know, three to five years, mm-hmm. um, uh, research that's coming out on the regeneration of cartilage mm. in your lower limb joints mm-hmm. yep. in relations to running. Because, I mean, that's what we hear from doctors all the time. You shouldn't be running. It's bad right. for your knees. And yeah. so, and those with no already existing conditions, I mean, mm-hmm. why should you stop doing what you <laughs> love to do? So anyway, so I went down that rabbit hole of um, kind of researching what what <laughs> what studies could I find out there. And I found a few. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm going to include those citations um, in the show description. So if you are just as curious as me, that's a great place to start. And then just take a look at their references and you can just kind of cross research mm-hmm. there and join me in the <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. That's funny. Yeah. Uh. So, um, so we're um, getting caught up on all of the things. And so again, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day uh, to listen to this awesome podcast and hope that you found some inspiration Mm -hmm. uh, to keep moving your bodies and also to support your local run shop. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yes. That's important. Yes. So, um, and as you're supporting your local run shop, um, we do ask for your support because with our 501 C3 status, Mm -hmm. we've begun accepting donations on our website and through um, Patreon subscriptions so that we're able to make an impact for youth runner athletes in Virginia. We're working with middle and high school coaches to identify needs for good trainers and spikes for their team to reduce or eliminate barriers for students who may not otherwise be able to afford the gear they need for a successful racing season. Mm -hmm. We also support charity races like Miracles Hope 5K, and your donations help us to make additional impact in Virginia communities through those races. To make your contribution, visit our website at runningnva.com or on Patreon at patreon.com slash runninginvirginia to subscribe for as little as $2 a month and you'll receive lots of cool perks like advance notice of upcoming guests, behind the scenes videos, and a tax deduction. Ooh. Yeah, everybody loves tax deduction. I know. Yeah, that's that's a good thing to have. That's a good part. Yeah, I love I love saving money. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it's win-win. It really is. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, do you have anything else for us this week? No, I'm good. Oh, 
All right. Well, with that, thanks for listening. And we look forward to providing you with more entertaining, informative media. Don't miss a step. Follow us on the socials at Running in Virginia and on the web at runninginva.com. Until next time, I'm Carol. I'm Joshua. And we'll keep taking it all in stride. 